you can actually sense when a founder, a team, the executive team, et cetera, is really genuinely so bought into what they're doing that every single thing that's happening externally is a reflection of what is going on internally. Hello, welcome to the Active Ingredient Podcast. I'm your host, Sophie Wheel, and this is your destination for all things growth. Welcome back to the show. We have a solo episode this week. I'm really excited to do this one because it's something that I think is probably the thing that I am consciously working on every single day. And I think as a culture at large, we're all probably working through this on some level. And the theme of the show is about self-validation. I think I've talked about it on the show in so many different vehicles, but I've never had a direct solo about this topic as a standalone. This past weekend, I was speaking on a panel about PR, marketing, growing your brand and getting the awareness out in the world. And I think that something that is a missing piece in the marketing and PR conversation is about the inner work that has to happen in order for things to be received externally. It's like the inner before outer type mentality. And since working in PR marketing my whole career, I didn't even have the clarity or the awareness to see why certain brands were sticking and why certain brands were not. And the more that I look into it and the more that I kind of like feel what it's like actually growing these businesses, you can actually sense when a founder, a team, the executive team, et cetera, is really genuinely so bought into what they're doing that every single thing that's happening externally is a reflection of what is going on internally. And while the idea of self-validation seems kind of like, well, that makes sense. Yeah, of course you need to like be so assured and self-validated before going externally. That sounds like it makes sense. I think in practicality, And the how of how to self-validate is something that is still kind of blurry. Like we don't have like clear, tangible steps on how to self-validate in a world where external validation is the currency of what we think is worth our time or what's not worth our time. How many followers, how many clients, what's revenue, all these external numbers and, and measures that tell us if we're enough. But if you reverse engineer it and you're like, no, actually, I have self-validated this enough myself that the outcome is no longer something that's going to dictate my mood and it's no longer going to dictate whether or not I even want to be doing this, absolutely changes the energy, the essence of how you show up in everything. So when I was doing this talk, I know that everyone wants to know, well, how do I get in Forbes? How do I get in Fast Company, in Vogue, and all of these things that give you kind of that stamp of approval and credibility? And I think that it's like a non-sexy answer because we all want, you know, like the three steps to, or like the checklist on how to make sure to X, Y, Z. But if I'm being entirely and completely blatantly honest on what it is that actually takes to get the actual external or like the the stamp of approvals that actually make a difference. Because by the way, this is there's a whole other piece of this conversation that's like you can be getting all of these quote unquote external credibility places or like these placements or other outlets to care. 
but they don't necessarily have like gravity. Like they don't really push it forward. It's kind of just checking a box like, oh, covered here. And again, everything is energy. So if you're looking really to create movement around something that you want impact ultimately, right? To match what you're feeling inside, it really does take being so resolute and so assured and knowing that what you've done is enough so that what happens externally reflects that internally. So now I kind of want to go into what that looks like practically, right? Because again, this makes sense. Like it makes sense to validate things internally before externally. But I think that we were never taught or it's just like not part of conversation or culture to figure out the how-tos and how to, in practice, choose delayed gratification or to choose to do something without even looking at what the external results are of it. And I struggle with this all the time too. It's like, you know, I put a podcast up and I immediately want to know how it's performing or I post anything and I'm like, how is this? Is this landing? Is it not landing? And all of these things, again, like there's so many factors that go into what's happening externally, but what you can control or what you, what you can control that will ultimately feel the most fulfilling is how assured you are in what you're doing. So I think the number one question to ask yourself before doing anything, before writing a pitch, before creating something, posting something, being a part of something is if no one cared, if not a soul cared, like genuinely, if not a one person cared about this outside of me, would I care? Like, would that be enough for me to want to put it out there, to continue to do it, to continue to show up and to nurture this thing because I care enough. That's the first question I think that I think before starting any endeavor, like how important is this larger thing? And then in the micro, like in every decision that you're making, knowing that your your big vision is something that you really want to go after. And this, this small decision, can I be okay? Like, will I be okay? And will my mood not shift? And will I be resolute and strong in my decision to do this small thing? If not one soul cared, that's a hard pill to swallow. But I do think that if you can answer that honestly and say, yes, then I would say a thousand percent do it because it's so funny because it's like, yeah. And at that point you genuinely don't even care if someone else cares, but then everyone does care because you care so much. And again, I'm probably going to say it several times in this solo, everything is energy. The more that you can bring that energy to that thing and really just keep your eye on the ball and not on where the ball is landing, but just on the ball, where it lands will likely be just so well-received. At the end of the day, wherever it lands doesn't even matter to you because what you did was enough. And that was what was a self-validating moment for you. And this is easier said than done. It's something that sometimes I feel it. Sometimes I kind of feel it. Sometimes it's like a degree of feeling it. And I think that that's also part of building that muscle. I don't think it's kind of just you flip a switch and then all of a sudden everything is self-validated and everything is like perfect because this is literally what the whole journey is about. But I do think that starting to do it and starting to understand what does it feel like when I actually self-validate versus when I'm looking for the external validation and just paying attention. A really great example for this was when my sister and I launched our tableware line. 
And neither of us have worked in tableware, ceramics, and I've never owned or operated a physical product company to like actually sell and move product. And I think out of every project that I've ever done, it's the one that I, I really felt with every ounce in my body. If literally not a soul cared, I would love this thing so deeply. It means so much to me. It's so much bigger than me or my sister. It's it's about a movement and a message and something that resonates so deeply with both of our souls that I actually genuinely didn't care if we didn't sell one plate, one cup, one pitcher, nothing. I just was so excited to share and to put something out in the world that felt so deeply resonant with both of us that the outcome didn't matter to me. And out of every single thing I've done for myself, for my clients, for any anything, it landed the most. And I actually didn't even really care if it did or didn't. <laughs> so that's the funny thing. It's like everything is so ironic, but the outcome was beautiful. But I think what was even more beautiful was the fact that my sister and I were just so strong in what the mission was and what we're doing and knowing that it's a long game and knowing that at the end of the day, what we're doing, if it's so true for us, it must be this true for other humans and that they can connect with this message. And if it happens today, great. If it, if it doesn't happen today, great. If it happens 10 years from now, fabulous. If it happens 20 years from now, fabulous. But at the end of the day, it didn't matter to us on how it happened, you know? And for us, I mean, our brand is literally called Piano Piano, which means slowly, slowly in Italian, which is the ethos of the brand, which is to choose presence, to choose slow, and to choose coming alive. Because the only way we really come alive is to slow down and be present. So knowing that that was at the crux of every single thing that we were doing, it's literally the foundation. It's the spine of how we move with that brand. So when things go slow, we're like, great, this is par for the course. We have chosen this. We have chosen this name. We've chosen this ethos. And in choosing this, we're choosing to go at the pace that it wants to go in. So I think with all of this, as it pertains to what I was talking about on that panel, which is like for press, right? Which is legitimately external validation. I actually have thought about even having this. I don't know if it's legal, but I've literally thought about when working with clients, like, have you done inner work to self-validate this yourself? Because no matter what your, if it's me or your PR team or anyone who is doing the external work on your behalf, it can only go as far as how it's internally validated, how it's self-validated by the creator, the founder, the internal teams, the internal executive teams, because like I said, everything is a mirror. So your teams, your PR teams, your marketing teams, your voices that are trying to amplify what you're doing can only go as far as it's self-validated. So I've literally toyed around with the idea of when bringing on clients, having some sort of questionnaire, which I kind of, I've been doing it, but based off of kind of just gut feeling and conversation, But having something that I can be like the core questions to ask, like to ensure that whoever it is that I'm working with has done that level of self-validation because it really is the most worthwhile use of anyone's time before going to an external source to kind of amplify something. The most potent thing you can do is work on doing the internal work first. And I actually would recommend someone not working with me or my team until that has gotten to a point of true 
resonance, true self-validation. And then from that point further, then you can utilize other sources and avenues to get that message out there. But any team, me or any other agency or marketer or anyone cannot outpitch or we cannot outperform what is the level of self-validation. Everything is a mirror. It's just simply impossible for us to do it more than what the creator had done themselves. And so it's a big answer to a question that I'm sure a lot of people just want to know, well, what are the X, Y, Z, one, two, three steps to get more press? Get more press is, have you self-validated? Is it something that you're absolutely obsessed with that if not a soul cared, then you wouldn't care? Because the pressure that you put onto other marketers or other people on your team that are going to be amplifying the work, it's only going to deplete energy if it's coming from a place of wanting to fill the void that you have not filled yourself. So focus on figuring out where the need or the desire to get this external validation is coming from. If it's coming from a place of genuinely wanting to amplify something that you already know is self-validated, that's going to go far. I can tell you that right now. It's going to go very far. If it's coming from a place of wanting to fill a void... First of all, don't don't even judge yourself for that. We've all been there. I've been there. Every single person has been there on some point of their journey. But the best piece of advice I can give to anyone who is really looking to be in that level of growth and and really show up in that in that world is work on the inner self-validation first and watch what happens from there. And then I want to leave with one tangible thing that I am working on myself. And I think that it's helpful because everything is a practice. And I've talked about this on the show several times on how there's so many things that we understand conceptually, but I think that we also don't understand that like we're working with our actual brains and our brains have had these pathways that have been repeated over and over and over again. So in order to change these pathways or these ways of thinking, these ruminations, these things that have been tightly wound because we've just continued to repeat it over and over again. It takes active choice to unwind that. And our brains are just these insanely magical, living, breathing things that are so down, like they're down to change paths. They are so down and able and willing to, and actually in a very efficient and quick way but it does take us choosing to direct it in a different direction. And then the brain's like, oh, okay, cool. So we're kind of over this pathway and we want to, we want to go to this pathway now. Okay, cool. So can you just kind of like teach me like, what, what is it so that I can kind of like take the reins from here on out, but what is it exactly? And so it takes us on that. What is it exactly time period to actively choose it every single day as part of a practice so that when you get to a certain point of doing it over and over again that your brain's kind of like, oh, all right, okay, cool. So we can fully let go of this pathway that just, it doesn't serve us anymore. And we've doubled down on this one so much. So now that, you know what, Sophie, even though like I'm super down for you to continue to choose this and like actively practice it, you can kind of like chill a little bit because this is now our operating system and we've got this and now this is the pathway. So in order to go from like the pathway that doesn't serve to the pathway that does serve more in the self-validating conversation, it does take actively choosing it and actively like practicing what does that look like to self-validate in a world where external validation is kind of like the loudest right now, right? So for me and what I've been doing recently is I, in the morning and at night, think of one thing, just one, when I wake up and when I go to sleep, what is one thing that I can self-validate in myself Knowing what my long-term vision is, knowing what it is that I am really trying to make an impact in this world on, 
in the morning, what is something that I can self-validate myself on? And at night, what is something that I can self-validate on how I showed up that day? I see you, Sophie. I show, I saw you show up for that solo interview, not being prepared, prepared at all and showing up and really doing it entirely focused and really thinking of the end listener. Or I see you in how you showed up for your kids, or I see you in how you continued with your practice and you showed up for your meditation or whatever it is that you can, but it's in the micro and really like it kind of goes along with a gratefulness, but it's more like grateful for yourself and self-validating and like how you show up for something to not rely so much on external things to give you that. And I think that the more that we do that, the more the resourceful pathway becomes the norm. So these are my practical kind of thoughts currently on what it takes to self-validate. And something else I think, which I actually didn't even write down on my notes, but especially if you're in the world of like putting out content or putting out podcasts or anything that's like you're putting out work consistently, I've been trying really hard to just like do it and not look immediately at the results. And I'm let me tell you, I'm nowhere near close to getting strong at this yet. But I'm starting and I'm starting to kind of just really focus on keeping my eye on the ball and not so much where the ball is going. Not trying to anticipate the ball landing, more so on the form, on my stance, on what I can do to prepare, on how well I've slept, on how well I'm nourished, on how focused and present I can choose to be while I'm staring at this ball and focusing on where it is and really trying to just not look at How many downloads did this podcast get? How is this performing on Instagram? How did this pitch land? How many placements have we gotten? Like all of these metrics that can paralyze you. I'm just really working on giving myself an actual like time, like space between when I've released it to when I check in to see how it's performing. And it's not that long right now, like at all, but I am finding myself less like tightly wound to see what it's like. And I just want to separate myself more and more so that I can focus more on the ball. I hope that this was helpful. I hope that for anyone who's listening, I know that a lot of listeners are either founders, aspiring founders, or know that there's something that they really want to put out in the world. I think that it's just for all of us, me included, the more that we can think about the why and the the way that we can self-validate it, the more the essence of what it is that we're trying to put to put out in the world will land. So it's probably the best use of all of our time to do a little bit of this inner work. So I hope that this was helpful. I am rooting for every single one of you and I will see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for getting to the end of the episode. And more importantly, thank yourself for choosing to learn more about how to come home to yourself. As always, take what resonates with you and simply let go of what doesn't. I would really appreciate it if you can give the show five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you listen, because that's the way that the show will continue to grow. And we are all about growth here. I'm sending you so much love and I will see you next week.